Marfa, a small town with a few thousand residents. It used to be an attraction for art or lights or sometimes pizza. Now the locals have a few more options for food. The barbecue options in Marfa have grown substantially. The people responsible, Mark Khaki and Katie Rose of Convenience West Barbecue. I got to hang out with the Convenience West crew on a quick trip I took to West Texas with the good old boy, Joey Garcia. We drove out there and hopped between Marfa and Marathon at least three times on the trip. If you've ever been to West Texas, it's more spread out than most parts of Texas. Everything is 30 minutes, but most of the time, if you're leaving town, it's worth the drive. Marfa and Marathon are also just north of Big Bend National Park, which is the only national park in Texas. Tourists and travelers come through all these West Texas towns every day, and if they stop at Convenience West Barbecue, they will enjoy a sweet surprise. The diversity of locals and travelers paints a beautiful picture at Convenience West. In the three hours I was there, we saw a guy in a yellow jumpsuit, some hippie locals, and some families that look like they could be from any suburb in America. I've been to Marfa many times, and you have to plan your days well. If you don't know where you're eating dinner, you might end up eating at the Stripes gas station. There was a lot of thought that went into this restaurant. As locals, Mark Khaki and Katie Rose wanted to make sure they put thought into their restaurant. They knew the eyes of the entire town would be on them. When a new restaurant opens in Marfa, everyone goes to eat there. The style of the building and the way they set it up is perfect for this sleepy West Texas town. They even have a vintage American Airlines silverware that gives their place a unique look. They built a barbecue joint that even the locals can go to every day they're open. All I have to say is if you find yourself in Marfa on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, you're making a good choice by going to Convenience West Barbecue. Mark and Khaki Scott and Katie Rose Alasner have a large menu with a ton of choices. They are a hardworking trio, and they all work the fires, the line, and the kitchen. Of all the places I've eaten, there's a few I would put in category with Convenience West Barbecue. Their hard work and love of the queue shines. I'm honored to meet them and looking forward to my next visit. Enjoy this conversation and expect a lot more coverage of this growing West Texas barbecue scene. I'm Kitty Rose Elsasser. I'm Mark Scott. I'm Khaki Often Garden Scott. And you're watching Best Barbecue. Cool. I'm here at Convenience West with the full crew. Uh, cooking some amazing meats. Uh, thanks for being on the show, guys. How's, uh, how's your morning been going? So, so far, far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah. Quiet, quiet enough, you know. Ribs are on, briskets are wrapped. Yeah. So you got a lot to do, a lot of prep for, what, 5 o'clock open? There are a lot of chores. Some, some chores. Yeah. Some sides, <laughs> some cobblers. Pickles. Slow and steady. Slow, Slow and steady. steady. Yeah, that, that's how you do it. That's how you get the five. Yeah. And uh, so, w- someone was here overnight till like eight a.m. Overnight guy was here. Um, yeah, eleven to eight. It's fun. That starts on on Thursday. So essentially, from Thursday midday until Sunday when we just can't do it anymore. There's somebody here poking the poking the fire, talking sweet to it. The building's never alone. And I'm guessing y'all source 
wood from outside of Marfa? We do, we do, yeah. We tried to get everything here for a little while, and when we first opened, everybody um, had like a cord of wood in their backyard, but that ran pretty dry, like, I don't know. Six months, six, maybe? Six, seven months in. And um, then, yeah, we were like scrambling, going to Alpine, buying super expensive, like short bed truckloads of wood. And, and then um, finally, yeah, we hooked up with this guy outside of Junction, and just went all out and, and bought a semi truck. Yeah, like nice. Like forty two thousand pounds, I think. Is there a huge pile behind the building or there there is quite a big pile behind the building, yeah. And we've worked through a lot of it, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's still pretty big though. Hopefully that, we'll get through most of the rest of the year before we have to hopefully the same guy will sell us another Truckload. Um, truck load. It was fun to watch it come in on a semi, and we had to have our buddy Mac come out with like a, a workloader and unload like 19. It was like 19, 19 pallets. pallets. Yeah. Oh, so like it's like stacked. stacked. Yeah, it was stacked. <laughs> and some of it is split. There's some like giant pieces that we still have to break down. But yeah, it's real nice. It's like all the things to worry about day to day. Not worrying about firewood is pretty cool, magical. <laughs> How, uh, in, at Hayes County in San Marcos, they just dump, like, they literally just dump the wood and they have to stack it all and they'll be stacking cords and cords and cords back there. Do you like having, being able to season it yourself, being able to kind of keep everything, like keep an eye on it, not getting like a delivery that might be a little too green or a little too dry? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to have everything kind of put together. You could see everything and everything was already pretty seasoned, pretty ready to go. Um, they harvested a bunch of it after all those floods, um, you know, around Junction. And um, so some of it's kind of muddy, like dry mud. Nice. But uh, other than that, it's all, it's all pretty good. How long ago did that happen? Um, the floods? I guess like what, around uh, no, November, October, November last year? Like around Thanksgiving, I think, or yeah. yeah it's interesting because it's, the wood's almost turning into like a wine where like depending on the weather, like, oh, the wood was really good last year yeah yeah, because, yeah. Uh, there was less flooding or it was drier or you know right now the whole desert's green it's pretty juicy out there right now we had a couple of big rainstorms last week um and it just takes i mean it's kind of an illusion if you go out there it's just stickers and cactus yes. it's not it's not as lush as it looks but it is really beautiful to look at from a distance yeah that doesn't happen very often right it's usually pretty brown certainly early in the season yeah. yeah it's usually july right like yeah. july closer and when, when it starts to big thunderstorm so it's been early this year which is nice mm -hmm. happy fat cows out there eating all the fresh grass oh yeah yeah for sure khakis. happy fat ranchers yeah 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 <laughs> khakis brothers and dad they um raise cattle here west of town south of town and they're real happy about all the rain yeah. for sure do you source meat from any of the local ranchers or we're able to kind of do run some specials from them every once in a while. You know, they'll, they'll give us a bunch of beef ribs or ground beef or something like that. They, they usually send a couple of cows out um, for slaughter, what, like a few, three, three or so a year? It kind of depends on what's going on. But it's not, I mean, they're, they're, um, they're not a terribly big operation. And when you think about in a weekend, how many briskets do we do in a weekend? You know, we'll do like 25-something briskets. So, so that's like 10 or 12 cows. So like feeding them out um, to, to butcher 12 in a weekend, and then we would have to do something with the rest of it. Right. 
Um, so it's just not, we're just not in a place where we can do it. But it is something that I know my, my dad is always kind of scheming, trying to find a way to, to work it out. So we, we, use it, we use it here and there when we, when we can make it work. Yeah. And you're all, I mean, it, it, this place is surrounded by ranches, right, in every direction? Mm -hmm. Are there, do you know a lot of the ranchers, or a lot of them just kind of sell, sell things off in, to other places? Most of, most of it gets shipped out, gets shipped shipped away and there and then you know people like like my family will butcher enough to feed themselves and everything else gets shipped and sold so most things go out and there's really in the area there's really only to my knowledge one place in like an hour's drive where you can get something butchered anyway at the university in Alpine so um, so it's difficult to, to do it just logistically it's difficult because those are not the resources that we have they go out to the packer. Yeah. Is there a West Te Texas auction house, or where do they sell off the cattle? Any, anywhere near here? It, it just depends. It just, there's, um, there's a guy here in town, Joe, who does like online auctions, and he sells a lot of stuff that way. My dad runs around and buys cows for people who are far away. Like it's, um, it's different. It just depends. Because yeah, I always go to Lexington on Saturdays, and they have their little auction house. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's one in Gonzales that's really popular. That's where everyone says you should sell your cattle. That's pretty fun because you really can. You really you can hear them. You can hear no, them bawling yeah, from the barn while Saturday you're like morning, eating. waiting for barbecue <laughs> and just like yeah. There's something about it that's really beautiful because it's like oh you can see you can see the path that the food takes to get to where you are, but also you got to recognize like there she is. Yeah. I can I can hear her. Yeah, that that was not um, a far not a far um, path in Lexington, no, just down can, the I mean, street, man. A, yeah, throw a rock and knock your dinner out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's cows coming down that road all the time, so you're standing in line, and all of a sudden, a, a bunch of cows are just staring at you out of a trailer. Oh, just, oh, don't don't make eye don't contact. Don't look at me. <laughs> you can you can tell the real meat eaters from the people who don't turn and the people who are like, oh. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the allure is of? I mean, we're in Marfa, which is already kind of an alluring place, but you're also this very unique stand. You've got a cool truck. You've got these awesome-looking pits. What's, it, it's so interesting to me when, when you have a destination versus, like, a place in a city. Did you make that conscious decision, or you just wanted to be in Marfa? This is where we live. Yeah, this is just where um, I've been here since 95. Um, Katie Rose, you've been here for... Uh, I guess it'll be nine, nine years? Nine, nine years. years summer, yeah. Our other partner, Adam, he's been here for like 14, Maybe 15, 15 years. I don't know. She's like born, raised here. And um, yeah, so we're, we, this is just where we live. Yeah. And um, all of the things fell into place in a way that you couldn't deny what was happening. Like the fire pit um, just kind of fell into our laps, and the building Katie Rose had um, sort of gone out on a limb and <laughs> but also sort of just lucked into yeah know? kind of kind yeah. of ste stepped into and so we had all of the pieces and we had all of the players and it was just a matter of time before we like gave into the reality of like this is what's this is what's going to happen and so, I, th I think when you make something in Marfa you want it to feel you know like everybody can come here you know and, and I think um, that is really maybe where we started was like we wanna we wanna we don't wanna overthink it. You know? Let's just let's keep, just make something that makes us happy and and hope totally. that some other folks will like it. Totally accessible. 
for everyone. Yeah, that's still, that's still the goal, yeah. Because it's real difficult. When things open in Marfa, some of the local folks are kind of suspicious. What are you doing? What are you up to? What's going on in there? And especially when it's a building that they're very familiar with, like this building used to be a bus station. It was a convenience store. It was, it was a taco place for a long time. So um, when you take something that they've been familiar with in a certain way and you turn it into something new, a lot of times it's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it took a very long time for people to be like, oh, it's just a barbecue joint. Huh, okay. So now, yeah, it's, um, it's one of the few places in town, I'm very proud of this, it's one of the few places in town where you could walk in and see everybody. Everybody. I don't care how they got here. I don't care how long they've been here. You could walk in and you could see everybody. Yeah. This is fun because there aren't very many that, places that, like that. That split is real in Marfa. That there is still, you know, it's it's better now, but there is still that like new what they call new Marfa, old Marfa, and I feel like barbecue is like neutral ground. It's like so great. everybody knows what brisket is. Everybody loves deep brisket ribs, and so yeah, this is like. Uh, Neutral. This is a neutral zone. <laughs> Great equalizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbecue, for sure. It's blowing my mind because, you know, we've done other restaurants with Kaki and I. We had a food truck, and we got some locals there. And, but I, we, I've never successfully done anything food-wise here or, or been a part of anything that, like, really, really reached got the locals. everyone in here from like, tourists really to tourists. new, really new, new residents, old-school residents. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. That's fun. Do you have some favorite stories of when you're first starting or people coming in kind of trying to figure out what y'all were doing? Uh, I think it's just, I don't know if there's any fun stories. Yeah, I don't know if they're funny. But um, it's just like day one, like people have just come right through the door and like been super supportive, super pumped up about it. There's just never been great barbecue in Marfa or the Big Bend which is crazy now to think there's such great barbecue in the Big Bend area. Uh, but it's funny the way that we talk about it. You know, like, um, like the local folks, one of the things that they love so much is the, the um, brisket sandwich that we have on the menu. But they call it, they call it a burger. And, and it's like, um, used to be that like, the only place you would ever see anything like that would be like at a, like a, a game or a 4-H event or like whatever. It would be like concession stand food. But people love it. People love it, but nobody wants to put in the work. Or, you know, like fundraisers, you'd see people do lots of briskets for fundraisers, and people would turn up and they would be so excited to eat the brisket. Um, but it's a lot of work, and you couldn't find anybody to, to do the work. And so now it's like, all oh, right, no, they, they get it and they love it, and the, and the brisket burger, and they come in and they order it. You know, like there are a handful of people you see pulling into the driveway, and you already know that they're having three brisket burgers plain and dry and they're going to take them away and you know that already that's couldn't be happier yeah just the most excited about it it's um it's great brisket burgers yeah uh is there a a trick to it is it just chopped beef or you just doing slices um well the sandwich is really magical the way that it's on the menu it's sliced with this um secret family recipe called hot sweet it's a tomato and jalapeno kind of chutney um, and then some of the onions that we make here in-house pickled and smoked. And so it's re- a really delicious sandwich the way that it's designed, but the way that, um, the way that those regulars want to eat it is P&D. Like, don't, don't, don't put anything on it. It's really just the, the bun. It's like sweet sourdough. <laughs> um, and, I mean, it's, it's bread that tastes like candy. And it's smoke, really and good. Meat, so. <laughs> yeah. Is that the, the ones I saw you grill on, those big buns? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so exactly. you you butter them and grill them first too. Just throw, you don't even you need don't butter. Even yeah, you just throw them on the flat top they're and toast great. them up. They're and they're really just like, great. They're I so, think they've got a good amount of butter already in there. They're sugar ready. butter. Yeah, they're so yeah. sweet and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might have to bribe you to bring me one of those later. Yeah, we're man, put, put, put some of that whole hog on one of those, man. Ooh. Yeah, maybe you should just bring some up for the the pit guys. Also, do you feel like it felt there was a very local vibe when we were here yesterday? Uh, do you get a good mix of tourists and locals? Are 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 the people beating down your door kind of regulars, or do people rotate through? You got the Friday crew, Saturday crew, stuff like that. Pretty, yeah. We we've got some pretty regular locals at this point who you know will come at least once a weekend. There's one guy who comes on Friday, and after he eats a sandwich on Friday, he says see you on Sunday, and he comes back on Sunday. And um, so, yeah, we definitely have um, some pretty diehard locals at this point. We also have, like, the, you know, the group of seven kids who are touring America who are from France. And they, you know, they don't know necessarily what brisket is or what, what they're in for, right? They don't, they don't have some is it? Yeah. frame of reference for Texas barbecue that, that we are either... You know, meeting their expectations or they're like what is this crazy thing no they're just like this place is open <laughs> in Marfa right now sometimes that's this all it takes in awesome. Marfa is to actually just they're, be they're open, open. <laughs> and you have, they have we a, can eat a desperate yes, wild please. look on their face yeah. and then and then you and then they get to try you know and then they get to try it and that's that's also really fun for you get to watch folks who are not going to have this when they go home that's they, most those, of the time they're into it those kids always fall on the sweet spot, you know. That like um, toward the end of the night, if we haven't if we haven't sold everything and you turn up, you might not get exactly what you wanted for dinner, but you'll get everything else. So like you sit down and you're flexible about whatever. Like we'll we'll treat you real good. So sometimes they turn up and they're like, well, "We're a party of thirteen, and what are we gonna do?" And we're like, "Don't worry, sit down." And then and then we bring a huge spread, and they're like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, okay." I was like, "Yeah, okay." So then they eat and they go home with that kind of glazed look, <laughs> off to stare at the desert, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that, that but the sweet glassy-eyed yeah. look that only is made by barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you get these really good-sized brisket and you cut them into these beautiful slices that you don't always see. Some places are a little more delicate and they do these thin slices. So you really, when you get a slice of brisket here, it's a, it, it, it's Instagrammable. It's kind of jaw-dropping it's a it's a big piece of meat and it's it's fun to i mean you probably have a ton of people come in every day that just they've never seen it before oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah first first timers yeah. all the time yeah it's it's cool people and from you know other parts of america but all the other yeah, people that are you know from other countries when you put the uh tray up and they're just like oh wow, wow. and then to watch them just like clean the tray completely and just be blissed out and yeah it's 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 cool <laughs> Do you have uh, any pushback? I know on the West Coast and other places where they're bringing Texas barbecue, people see the tray, they see the paper, they're like, we don't get plates, we know how does this work, or people just kind of eat whatever you put in front of them. Yeah, I think for the most part, they're cool. I mean. You know, and, and since we're doing dinner, we don't have a setup where you can point and ask for it. You, you know, you order beforehand. Um, which I think makes a difference too, because it's kind of like you—you're you, still gonna have silverware, right? Um, but but it's not like 
we're not going to ask you to like deal with like all of the tray and the and the ten different things and what is that and and do I want this? No, it's like just sit down and and relax, and we'll bring it out to you and then, you know, when you're done, we'll get it out of there. Yeah, sometimes we've um, we've ordered a lot of wine recently that's in cans because we're able to recycle them and because there's less waste, whatever. So um, that's one of the places where people are like. You want me to drink wine out of a can? And I'm like, yes, I do. I think you'll like it. So that, that's come a long only, way. Yeah, that's we, been we, the we only want, place. We want you to eat off paper and drink wine out of a they can. They don't have a problem with eating <laughs> off the paper, but drinking wine out of a can is somehow like, why, why would I do that? And it's like, well, it's, it's nice. It's, it's very Texas. You'll like it. Yeah. You'll like it. That's, that's but no. The, and when we, when we made the switch to regular, like, actual, um, like, like, flatware, silverware, um, that was really fun. And I've been really impressed. I thought people would like end up just out of habit throwing a lot more of it away, but I feel like we haven't lost as much as I'm, I I'm sure we've lost some. Well, yeah, but not but as much as I thought. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it changes the it game, fun. though. Um, those, the real silverware. Like, um, silverware. I feel like it makes, barbie, it makes everything you know, taste a little bit better. You know, to, I like it. Katie Rose found this um, unused uh, vintage American airline silverware we're using. And um, so it's small. It's, it's still so small, cute. like I noticed. They're like like, cute. Pla yeah. like plastic wear, so it kind of feels the same. Um, but nice. But you yeah, don't need it. Nice. You know, you don't need a, a giant sharp knife. No, no. To eat dinner here, no. for sure. Yeah, and I've there's so many barbecue. I'm just like I have big dumb hands, so um, there's so many times <laughs> where like I go to do something and just plastic goes flying. In the yeah, air yeah, yeah. Snap right, snap through. Like I can't use plastic wear. It's just unless it's the really bendy kind, and then it's useless anyways. <laughs> <laughs> So we're out in Marfa, which is the closest town's 30 minutes, Alpine, and then everything else is about an hour or more away. Basically, I mean, Fort, Fort Davis. Davis is 26 miles that way, 20, or 21, yeah. Alpine right. is 26, triangle with yeah, Fort a little Davis. triangle, and, um, but any, any, any kind of like major, major big city, you know, El Paso is two and a half hours, Midland, Odessa, two and a half hours. And so besides, you guys are open until you, you sell out. Uh, there's a Dairy Queen, there's a Stripes. Is there like a late night eat here? Or? One night a week. One, you can yeah. go to the Casita Bar. Yeah, down at the, um, house the house bar. Our buddy um, has just started doing some late night um, kind of like Thai-inspired food, um, which is cool. But um, most nights, no, you know, if you don't find a proper dinner by 8.30 or, 830 or 9. Yeah. Big Stripes. <laughs> Chimichangas. That's yeah, it. Chimichangas and corn dogs, man. And you'll be grateful for it. I've eaten a few meals at that uh, at that place when I've gotten into Marfa late. Yeah, that that's a lot I of times. I think we all have. I don't I don't trust anybody who says they haven't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is it interesting to be this, you know, high level barbecue in a place where some people like uh, you talked about on your days off? It's like Dairy Queen and Netflix, right? Definitely on Mondays. Like those are what we call our dead day. Yeah, where we um, definitely hit the Dairy Queen and. Don't wear pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's hard. It's, it is hard. The food scene, you know, even though there are a lot of places in town, you know, with schedules and, you know, by Monday we're, we're kind of tired of seeing everybody and want to stay at home. And, uh, but also it's like um, it, it's gotten to where there's a lot of um, 
there's a lot of restaurants you would like to go and eat in, but you're going to have to brush your hair and put on a shirt, you know, like be, be like a like a decent human. Yeah, we don't pretend. like doing that. And then and then there's there's like Mondo's on the other end, and their schedule is getting shorter and shorter and shorter all the time. So there are just fewer and fewer places that are just like really ca- like casual anymore. Yeah. Well, so, I've noticed from experience that. You know, you'll roll into town and like Pizza Foundation and places will just be like on vacation. So sometimes you'll roll into town and just everything's closed. Yeah, you know, depending on you know what day you know roll. If you come in on Monday, you know, a lot of restaurants are closed. Uh, a lot of art galleries are closed. I mean, it really is still pretty pretty desolate, sleepy like Monday, landscape. Tuesday, and yeah. grocery and, and, store closes at eight. I yeah. mean, yeah. And when you, and when you're like a small establishment, if you want to leave town. Like, I don't know, for vacation or even to do something that's not very fun, like the dentist. Like, um, you're going to have to close a restaurant. So it, it's always a really tough decision because you know that there will be folks that roll in and are disappointed and hungry. You immediately get your balls you. busted. Like, right. you oh, take yeah. one, like, one day off, you know, like, oh, we had to do a catering gig even, like, just to work somewhere else. <laughs> like, we just can't do both. You were like, "Why well, you weren't open?" A lot of, lot, yeah. lot of disappointed people last night. I was like, "Come on, man, come on, <laughs> yeah. we will be back tomorrow." Oh, are you guys we're, taking a vacation? You're still gonna stay oh. up all night. <laughs> <laughs> Do, does social media help? Do you make announcements and put up flyers? We try. Yeah, we try to. You know, we've um, since the beginning we decided we would take two weeks off um, in the winter time and two weeks off like late summer. And so we'll, we'll, you know, put it on the website, put it on, try to, put, like, put it everywhere. Like, we'll put, we'll cover them when we go on va- two-week vacation. We cover this entire window with, like, on vacation. Well, you do have a giant roll of butcher paper. So yeah, 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 no lack right. of paper around here. But, um, yeah, we try to let the people know. But, you know, you could, I could tattoo it on everyone's foreheads, and they'd still yeah, be like, where, where were you guys? <laughs> we were hungry. <laughs> we were hungry, too. <laughs> So is, as, as a town, is, it, is word of mouth more powerful here or is social media? Are there like different websites or things that everyone checks to get information? I will tell you something. Daniel Vaughn swings a big sword. Um, <laughs> we post to Instagram every day. We post to Facebook. Adam's on the Facebook. He posts to Facebook. He does the Marfa list. We do all that stuff. And um, when the first review from Daniel Vaughn came out, there were people, and we've been open months, a year maybe. I don't know how long. Getting close to a year just and just after. And there were people that were coming down out of the mountains in Fort Davis. Alpine. From Alpine, they were like, well, we didn't know there was a barbecue restaurant in Marfa. What do you mean? Well, this is great. We read about it in Texas Monthly. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That, that, you're listening to that. So, um, so that was really interesting to see the number of people who, um, who were willing to be brave and come out and try something that they thought was going to be too far out because they think Marp is pretty far out. Um, but no, now we've got some folks who will travel, you know, a few miles to come and to come and see us. And so I think that's that's been really powerful and really funny because, um, I mean, you know, Mark and I grew up here. It's not like we're strangers, and we're talking to people, and our parents are talking to people, and still there's so many. I didn't realize there were that many people here, that there could still be people who didn't know that there was... When something new opens up, and I'm like, I like to eat. When there's a new restaurant open, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there, because somebody's going to make me something to eat. 
But so I was really surprised. You, you, you almost don't remember to remember new things, too. You get used to kind of like... Mm -hmm. So it does. It takes a while to stick, right? So that when somebody's sitting around going, oh, what are our options again? All right, it's Sunday night. What are the options again? Yeah, right. Even though we're only open three days a week, people are still like, what days are you open again? <laughs> <laughs> or they'll, like, we'll be out here on Thursday prepping, and then someone will come up and like, oh, I thought you were open. And I'll like, be standing under the sign that says like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And but you're here. <laughs> are you sure you don't have any barbecue? Give yeah. me that one. What are you, yeah, what are you doing that? right now? <laughs> yeah. See, I see it. What's that? There's a lot of that. It's fun, actually. Is it, uh, so did you see an immediate, like, Texas Monthly came out, line out the door the next day, or what? Definitely when, that, when the first write-up back in January came out. But the timing of it was also really crazy because it was this really busy moment between the holidays. Yeah, so there was a lot going so on. So there were already a, like a lot of people in town because of the, the holiday. And so, yeah, it got, it got really busy. Mark got a really cute text message from Daniel Vaughn. It was just like, enjoy your weekend. Here's this thing I did. It was yeah, like, oh, yeah. like, he, my like, God. No warning. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Um, but then after, yeah, after um, the top 25 new joints came out, We've definitely, yeah, I think that's probably a lot of the people who are here at like five o'clock. Um, people have read that, people have seen that. So yeah, definitely, definitely picking up some business from that. At least they didn't make you stamp a passport, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we have had some of those guys who are like, I've done all 50, now I'm doing all 25. And yeah, one guy the other day came in here, he's like, I met you. I was like, really? I don't, I don't, when, when did we meet? And he's like, no, we've met. And I was like, I, I'm so sorry, I don't remember. Nope, I met you on the pages of Texas Monthly. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> get, get out of here, man. That's a line right there. Yeah, right. Did, you give him, did you get his phone number? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really good friends now. So, you know, it seems like you, you're not only serving barbecue, but you're doing it your way. I was mentioning uh, to some people last night how it's a very... It, it, you can graze the platter because there's all these sides. You know, you have the, the brisket and the smoked meats, but you also have a salad with some arugula, you know, some crunch, this beets, and it, it, it really makes it easier to kind of eat more because you can, you can bounce back and forth. You've got pickled red onions, onions, pickles, jalapenos, and... You guys did have quite a spread last night. Yeah. yeah. I know we, we probably <laughs> ate more than, <laughs> than most, but... <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's, there's a lot of things to prep for just a few people. Is that, did you just want to keep the diversity or what, what, what kind of inspired to have such a, a wide-ranging menu? Uh, I, I, we're all, I mean, we've all been, I've been in, in the restaurant business for 15-something years at this point, And you've been in the business now for a bunch of, a bunch of years. And I think we all just like to eat and we all like to experiment with things and we've all got pretty like-minded like-minded tastes yeah, and it's, um it's i think it gives it fun that way for us and it's like um what would you want to eat well, yeah and what would you, you want to eat and if you did live in a small town with you know a limited number of choices like how could how could you keep going back there and and eating it again what would you be all right with eating a couple days in a row you know it's it's you do need things like beets, right? You gotta get some. You gotta get some vegetables in there first of all. But like you know, you could also like you can have a big giant salad, right? Which like is sometimes I think easier maybe to wrap your mind around than saying 
you know, I guess I'll have a, I'll have an, a sandwich or, or something. It's like something for everybody. It is. It's yeah. Back to getting as many people in, yeah. into the restaurant too, since we are, you know, we'll never have the population that, you know, big city joints have where, you know, they're, you can't we'll specialize like that. We'll never what have is, that, you know, so we need to keep things like a big salad or like a pretty decent veggie plate, you know, trying to get as many people. Because a lot of the local people do here do have, um, I guess, like higher expectations, you know, of food just because they live here. And there's some great, great restaurants here. Yeah. You know, yeah. There, there are a lot of people who live here that have come from big cities who are used also to, to great, um, food. great food and, yeah. and things that are, you know, not just kind of down the line and. But also, we like to eat. But we, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We like yeah. to eat, and um, all of us are. We none of us would sit here and be like, let's just open a jar of pickles, or let's just open a jar. None of us would do that. And Tell so, like anytime I think, um, I think about taking a shortcut, or any of us do, like one of us is gonna be like, no, nah, man. No, you, you're not. That's not hard enough. That's not hard enough. You <laughs> like should do something about that because there's not not enough steps. Not enough steps. <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with the? Uh, is it roasted corn, that, that dip with the Fritos? Oh, the carrot dip. Carrot dip. Uh, yeah, that was a, we do, um, we do these monthly receptions here in town um, called, uh, it's for the Lannan Foundation, and it's, um, they host um, writers, and then they'll do um, readings. And we, uh, we've been cooking for the receptions for the last couple of years, and it was definitely a super last minute yeah, fourth like quarter. W- fourth quarter yeah that's what we call a fourth quarter side because i was like what are we going to do and so i just started like throwing carrots in the oven and smoking some onions and red i think it was like winter time too where you're like i i was like i, I need, want some vegetables but i need something else to put on this like party table and and it just happened and everybody was like what is this it's so good it's so good and i was like i you know I don't know. It's just a bunch of stuff in a blender. <laughs> it was also originally called Carrot Dip, and now its official name is Carrot Dip Dip? Dip Dip. Right. Um, Why is it Dip Dip? Um, well, our, our buddies who live here in town, they've got um, a two-year-old, three-year-old now, and um, yeah, I guess he's pretty picky when it comes to eating, and he always needs something to dip in. Um, ketchup, ketchup sauce, what everybody calls sauce. it. He calls it Dip Dip. And so we, we found out, we heard him talking about dip dip, and uh, I literally just went and put one more, one more dip, and like, just sales went like, no one was really buying it, no one was buying it, <laughs> yeah. and I literally just put one more dip after dip, and people were like, what is this dip yeah, dip? Tell me about this <laughs> dip dip. <laughs> and then like, sales went right through. Uh, Fascinating. Dip dip. Well, you got to trademark it now, so no one else can use it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, um, they were asking about royalties. You know, uh, help help their kid go to college. <laughs> hey, you never know. That could be that could be the thing. Yeah, you could right. Just f- go full time dip dip. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a, a strong culinary background, Mark. Did did you want to cook the barbecue? Did you all kind of come together for barbecue? How did? What's the story of really like an idea to sitting here, you know, in the restaurant? Um, well, I, I guess I've done barbecue, you know, for catering gigs and, you know, specials off and on over the years. And then I guess doing 2016 or so, we might have gone out to Lockhart sometime and I just, I had like a really nice, a nice barbecue lunch. And I was just like, man, this is so good. And never having barbecue out here growing up. And I just to- totally got the bug. I was like, I wanted to make barbecue more often so we started doing pop-ups you know 
over at the Food Shark, did a couple like brisket brunches and stuff with these guys. Um, all of us did those together. And um, then, yeah. it was, and then, and then it was just like one day. It was a night. We were like, uh, we were all sitting around. I think um, in my yard. In her backyard. <laughs> so, yeah, September of 2017, like super late night. And I was like, all right, here is my idea. <laughs> And uh, we were originally just doing, talking about, you know, maybe like a Friday night pop-up over behind the food shark at that kitchen. And I was like, let, you know, kind of ease into it. And then it quickly became like, how about we just... Yeah, what if we just... Go all out. Actually go big. Because, yeah. you know, Katie Rose had this building and um, Adam had painted the inside white and changed some of the fixtures. So it was kind of the bones of this, this room that we're in were ready to go. And then we saw this pit here in town. It was in the corner of the guy who built it, Mac, uh, Mac White. I saw the smokestack sticking out. And I was like, oh, that pit's still around. And so, yeah, everything kind of fell into place. And I talked, successfully talked these dudes into doing it. <laughs> why, why is that funny? Oh, well, because I don't think we had to be talked too hard. No, nah, not, not too hard, but. Yeah, it didn't take too much convincing. We were ready to go. Yeah, sure. we needed something to do. Adventure. How how far and kind of crazy it's gotten though in like a year and a half I I never would have I never would have thought like we would have picked up this much kind of this much steam you know because after that night in September 2017 we were open by December, December um, and I mean it was some crazy months of you know basically like pulling all of our trash together you know like the menu board is made of a shelf from katie rose's living room the counter is made from shelves that i stripped out of my living room uh making furniture um yeah just kind of like in here painting we painted everything adam painted everything all the all the signs he did by hand and uh, is that the guy that was expoing yesterday yeah yeah um and so yeah we just kind of like started pulling it all together out of out of nothing and um, furniture we all had lying around and and before we knew it we were just kind of ready to ready to go and opened up in the middle in the middle of winter in Marfa Texas it was awesome it was so cold <laughs> a lot of cold nights it's a good that time fire? to cook barbecue a though, lot right? of a lot of slow nights when yeah when we were in here like a $400 night and it's like 16 degrees outside I was like this is a good idea right <laughs> yeah like, I can't wait to go back outside let's go back out there yeah What's fun is that the, the square, the point of sale system that we use, gives you the ability to look at this weekend last year versus this weekend this year. So it's been like shocking and comical to look at like what we were just like, just, just put your head down and get through it. Just get through the winter the year before and then this winter was so mild and we'd had, we'd had some really good press and so yeah, the, the numbers, um, are really different. It's fun. It's funny to look at the charts because it's like, oh, we were working really hard then too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes my feet tell me also. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other chart. Y'all do Crocs or? Uh, no. No. Man, Dan I, dance goes. I got these Thoroughgood boots um, that I wear every day for like hours, and they're pretty <laughs> comfortable. They get a little heavy on Sunday night, but um, <laughs> I like the steel toe boot. You know, throwing around logs and stuff. Yeah, you protect those feet. So does everyone work the fire? Are there kind of jobs? Are the three of you all kind of just rotate around? Uh, basically, outside of like, I, I don't know how to make tortilla dough. I don't know how to roll the tortillas. I've weighed them out like a couple of times. 
that's definitely khaki and Katie Rose's um, kind of realm. Um, some dessert stuff um, is kind of individual. But other than that, no, we all, we all basically, there's definitely things that we do more of, you know, like um, Adam and I, basically, we trim most of the briskets. Katie Rose will trim on Saturday. Um, but no, everybody knows how to work the fire. Everybody knows how to, you know, keep, keep the temperature pretty steady. Um, everybody knows how to wrap briskets. Um, I think since we're such a small crew, it's pretty important that, you know, if one of us, you know, if one of us goes down, you know, gets sick, you know, that the show can, you know, go on. So, Kegi, what's the secret to a, a good tortilla? Tallow. Yeah, brisket nobody, tallow. Nobody wants to. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear that, but it's the truth. You want to know what makes a good tortilla? It's lard. Yep. Yeah. We nice. render all the we render all the brisket fat. Um, so Mark makes me these really beautiful jars of tallow, and that's what we make the tortillas with. I think that's what everyone does, though. That, that's pretty common, right? To put a little bit of fat in your briskets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on uh, the tortillas. tortillas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they have they have to have some, but you know, recipes call for all kinds of things. And we for, started with just like regular, just really like pork, shelf, like off the shelf yeah. lard. Um, and then I started asking for for tallow, and and it's really nice. Nice and it has a really beautiful smell and um, and people who pe- people who like brisket like brisket fat tortillas too. So yeah, it's fun. Um, but you do you do see you know a lot of vegetarians like all all they eat is tortillas and avocados. So when you tell them they can't eat the flour tortillas, they're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what am I going to eat? And then oh, they eat, then they eat the tortillas anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love nothing, nothing more than. Um, the vegetarians that come in here or are they like they used to be vegetarians well i think you know i've been traveling around a lot and i think that there's a lot more embracing of diet fluidity i guess you could call it which is it's important you know if you care about certain things it's good to have vegetarian and vegan meals but i think people are are starting to loosen up the borders because i like to eat vegan food sometimes like i i shouldn't i i went to a vegan barbecue which it wasn't great but I just wanted to try it, you know? It's a vegan barbecue place in Austin. I had to eat, at least eat one thing from there. Yeah, yeah. And I put, I put a picture up, and people are like, what are you doing? What is wrong? Like, people are freaking out. I'm like, it's okay, guys. I'm going to eat meat still. Yeah. Eat some lunch. Like, it, I think that a brisket, brisket fat in a tortilla, it's like almost removed enough that, you know, you're just, you're basically not, not making waste. So I, I don't think that's a, not a, bad a big thing. deal. Yeah, not a bad thing at all. And tallow is just so useful. I keep it. I cook eggs in it. Like I just love having a jar of fat. Sweet potatoes, steaks. Yeah, searing some steaks and some beef tallow is pretty amazing. So, as someone who cooks, uh, you know, I a lot of times I get it off of broth I make or from rendering brisket fat. Is there like a? Sometimes it's kind of crackly and there's stuff in it. Is there a way to almost like refine it again, or is there? I don't really know what I'm doing. I just know that the fat's the part that hardens on the top. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we put it on, cut it up into little pieces and put it in a pot and put it on the flat top and just kind of let, let it do its thing it for like hours, yeah. hours and hours and hours and then put it through a, a super fine mesh. Um, oh, that's what I need to do, filter A it. super yeah, fine well, cone, cone filter. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it comes out pretty, pretty clean first round. I bet if you cooked it a little bit more and then ran it through that again, you'd, you'd probably end up with some really, really like, clear, beautiful tallow. But, uh, yeah, it's easy just to throw on the flat top and 
forget about it. I like things like that. You know, that's like that back to that carrot dip. The people ask how I make it. It's like, yeah, you, you get a, like tray of carrots and you put it in the oven and you kind of just forget about it. Like, what's that mean? That's, that's what you do. You just like you just put it in the oven and you forget about it. And are you just kind of blending it up and tasting it a, a bunch of times, using a lot of spoons, and eventually when, you, when yeah, you're happy, yeah, you're done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty locked in, locked in now. You've been doing it for years. Yeah, now, yeah. You, you know, there's a little apple cider vinegar that goes in there every once in a while, you know, like a little too much. And I was like, oh, that's just, that's kind of what it tastes like today, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, everything is basically the same, but always a little different when it comes to, like, sides and stuff like that. But just because none of us really, we don't measure things or just, like... Well, Katie Rose, Katie Rose is better about that. Yeah, she's a baker. You know, Katie Rose, she does wedding cakes and stuff on the side around town, and so she's like super she's hyper baker, you know, gets her scale out and starts weighing stuff. Yeah, I got like, some questions for her when she gets back. She makes fun of me. She's like, oh, I saw you using measuring cup. I was like, yeah, I use one every once in a while. <clears throat> so as far as that, you're, you're doing all these fun culinary things with the barbecue, do you... Are there any kind of ways you, you're trying to change the barbecue or, or, or maybe cook a brisket different or cook different cuts of meat? or What, what are the things that are kind of non-traditional barbecue that you guys like to cook? I mean, definitely we're trying to do more experimenting with, you know, like um, cuts of pork, pork ribs and stuff, like playing around with glazes. And we did a El Pastor pork belly um, a couple weeks ago. The sausage, that's that another was super place awesome. where we play a little bit and have fun. Sausage is fun to, yeah, just like throw anything and everything in there. Just because I've, I've never had any formal like sausage making, like training or anything. So it's just been kind of, let's throw that in or let's throw this in. And most of the time it works out. And, um, but um, yeah, brisket, I've thought about kind of doing special brisket. You know, like just maybe do one, do something wacky with it. Um, but kind of leave that alone. I've been thinking about it. It's so good the way you cook it, so it's, it's hard to like, Yeah, just like leave that alone. People like it, you know. We did, um, we did a couple pastrami's and some of the local guys, and I was like, what's that? I was like, what's that? Some pastrami, he tastes the slice. He's like, mm-mm. No, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I was like, all right, no more for you. No more pastrami for you. Uh, um, did you brine it for a while? Or? Yeah, yeah, like, like pretty classic, like 10-day, 10-day brine. No, I love it, man. We, I, we should do it more often. I noticed that's really taken off. It seems like um, like every, everybody's places. doing pastrami and uh, who's doing the like the pastrami beef ribs? It, I've seen that. There's a, there's a few places yeah. that are doing that. I'd love uh, to try that over at Juicy Lucy. That place has opened up in Staten oh, Island. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been, they've been doing that a lot. Maybe Morrow. that's where I've seen it recently. Yeah. And uh, Houston plays with pastrami almost more than Austin now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russell Regals has that awesome mm-hmm. pastrami right, sandwich right. that I've, I've had a couple, but. Every time I see a picture, I'm like, God, it almost looks better than it tasted. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done any beef ribs yet. Uh, I bet we, we could do it and be successful. I just don't know, like, how, how well they would sell. But we've just never, we've never played around with them, really, like the big, the big guys. But uh, maybe one day we'll do that. Just make a, a, another sandwich that costs twice as much. Right. <laughs> I would, those, those rib sandwiches are... When you, when you put that between two pieces of bread, I, even if a place doesn't offer a sandwich, I often just assemble my own. Make a sandwich. Yeah. So I really like the idea of, of just putting things in sandwiches. I know sometimes people don't want to pay $20 for a sandwich, but sometimes because it's a $20 if, sandwich, if people want Yeah, if it's a good sandwich, man. For sure. Uh, do you find people 
are people ordering big spreads? Are people eating a little lighter out here? Or, I know it's a lot of like artists and eccentric people, so I don't, I don't know if it's different from the big city barbecue. Uh, people people come in and there's you know they're definitely like they're they're stoked to have a big green salad with some brisket on it. But uh, people also come here not to play around and like yeah we've got the the four top on the menu which is you know everything all the sides tortillas cornbread the whole spread and yeah people will come and they'll they'll get down for sure. Katie Rose, grab that mic. I so did it. What uh what did you cook before you cooked barbecue? Me personally. Yeah. I've made a lot of wedding cakes. That's what they were just saying. You make wedding cakes. <laughs> made a lot of wedding cakes. Um, yeah, I when I when I moved out here, I started cooking more for myself because that's how you get things that you want to eat here. That's like the be- that's the best way, right? Yeah, uh, is to sort out how to do it yourself, and and so that'll take you down some weird roads. Where, like, you know, on Wednesday, you're like, I wish I could have, like, a croissant sandwich. Like, well, if you start now, it'll be pretty delicious on Friday. You know what (laughs) I mean? So I I think that was kind of, you know, being in Marfa, I think, was a huge instigator of of just cooking in general for me. You have to be resourceful. Yeah, it's just, like, you know, sort it out. Like, you know, it's worth your time to learn how to cook because... You can't, you're not, you know, you can't be like, I want this very specific kind of soup dumpling from this specific region in China. It's like, no, but I would love to eat a soup dumpling. So, like, I'm going fi- to figure that out. And I've got more time on my hands and I've got more space than I might be able to have elsewhere. And that kind of kicked it off. And then I, you know, I started baking uh, for, you know, folks coming over. And that turned into, like, oh, do you think you could just do this? You know, do you think you just make dessert for this, like, group of 25 people, and then that 25 people was, like, 75 people, and also, can it all be Korean-inspired desserts? And, and like, that's just how, that's just how it kind of happened, and then all of a sudden, you're in the kitchen all day long, and you're working on, on both sides of, like, savory and sweet, and then you're, like, you know, down at, like, being down at the food chart, kind of thinking of, like, oh, what's some fun stuff we can do to kind of mix it up, and... I don't stand up till three o'clock in the morning making grilled cheese sandwiches and and you know, yeah, it's 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 fun and and pretty much, I still really like to bake and I like to eat soup. So I, I think I'm I think I'm on a roll still. You know, <laughs> that'd be a reason to get those beef ribs. You can save all the bones and make soup. For real, man. Yeah, delicious, delicious. So- do y'all put your heads together when you have a new recipe? Or are you digging through YouTube and the internet or finding old cookbooks? My, my favorite is old cookbooks. Old I love cookbooks. like the um, like the Junior League and the First United Methodist Women's Choir, whatever. I love those old like um, what, what do they call them? It's not really wire bound, but you know, kind of spiral. Spiral bound, yeah. yeah church of, cookbooks. Like, um, Aspects Weird Jello, yeah, Jello-based yeah, Jello, Jello recipes. <laughs> Most of um, them are not. So I, I like I, I good. like digging through those <laughs> books um, for for like the root of things. You know, something new, some kind of combination of things I hadn't thought about. A lot of the a lot of those books, especially from out here, um, they were put together. The recipes were put together by women who they did the best they could do with what they could get a hold of, um, and so <clears throat> so they're. Um, 
so that that mentality is very much a part of how we do everything because Marfa's an island you have to depend on essentially yourself or someone else to bring whatever it is that you need here and if you have an idea you either have to like have that idea several days in advance of needing it so, so you can, that order, you can the order the food. thing or you have to be able to make it work with what you can get your hands on which sometimes is not what you had in mind um, so those those books um, those recipes were put together put together by by people who who knew the struggle <laughs> of that and I and I love them they're weird they're they're weird. Those recipes are weird. So a lot of the a lot of the desserts that I love, they've they've started um, in those places. And, and yeah. Same, yeah, same as the sides. You know, a lot of the some of the, my favorite sides we've put together have just been put together because what was at the local grocery yeah, store. What, what was actually you know, you in go the in, you go in, you're like, all right, I'm going to do this like cucumber salad, and you get there and there's one cucumber, and you're like, all right, I'm not going to do that anymore. And you start looking around and. I'll come back, or Kayers will come back with you know a, bag, a big bag of jicama, and she's like, "I got an idea." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> let's, let's let's do it." And uh, yeah, a lot of the my favorite sides, you know, born out of like necessity. Uh, yeah, just. Like, I also love the feeling of like supermarket sweeping the weird odds and ends like that you already <laughs> have in your own pantry. Where you're like, "All right, mm -hmm. cool. I got like three ounces of toasted almonds. I got like uh, you know, this." you know, one quarter bag of, 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 of raspberries that froze last month. And then I got like, you know, and then just seeing like. And then you'll make a three tier wedding cake out of that. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> how that works. Like. That's what she's like. Uh, but like, it's, it's cool, right? When you're just like, I'm not wasting this stuff. I'm turning into something like kind of new and weird. And it's definitely not based on a recipe because a lot of the time, if you actually try to go out and buy all of you know, if you tried to recreate that, I don't know that you, I don't really know that you could. Um, so that's cool. Like, especially when you're like, I was also able to like declutter and organize while I was at it. Awesome. And then nothing beats when like someone's like, "That was so delicious." And we're like, "Thank you." I'm glad Thank you enjoyed you. it I'm, I'm because you I cannot it. make <laughs> that again. Because, actually, uh, I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> so why why aren't there the like some giant five layer cakes and under that glass over there? <laughs> um, that, well, pretty much because I, I think it's nicer to make something fresh every day, you know, which is what, we, what we're doing around here. And um, I, don't, I don't think we uh, have enough folks that want to eat a giant slice of cake necessarily. It's, it's nicer to be able to kind of start over every day and, and get a little more seasonal. Also, it's summer, you know, and you can actually make things with fruit. The yeah. Cakes yeah, the are, cakes are great yesterday. for winter. Popsicles. Was that a special kind of ice cream that was with the uh, blueberry cobbler? Nothing special. Katie Rose has been doing a pretty killer um, key lime pie popsicle. Um, that I love key lime pie. And we, like, so actually, like, um, before sending out crushed graham crackers like into the outside of the popsicle. But, yeah, there's a couple of people who really, like, Where's the popsicles at? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Like they walk in and it, you, you know, they've been waiting for the place to open and they've been in the sun and they're like, so about the popsicles. And they're like, I'm gonna eat some barbecue because it's dinner time. But really, where are the popsicles <laughs> at? Can I just put it in my iced tea? Or? I need to eat food just to get to dessert. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. not a bad thing. No. Well, so there's also uh, I've been I was asked to to push to put a lot of women on the show. And it's nice because now that barbecue's growing, there's a lot of women coming into barbecue. And 
I'm finding that the there's really not anyone saying like no this is a guy's thing but it's still somehow very male dominated do you feel like like how, is it cool to kind of be a woman in barbecue is it did you even notice because I, I feel like for a lot of people it's like you're just, you just you just know how to cook barbecue so you cook barbecue and it's not no one really makes that distinction in barbecue as much as other places I definitely don't know any dudes who work as hard as these two ladies. Go. So, like, I couldn't even call any dudes to come over here because I don't know anyone who works as hard as these guys. You know, you don't think about it until somebody else thinks about it. Right, so uh, it you know, like, uh, there are definitely moments where, you know, they will, like, customers who maybe will look for the tallest dude in the, the room and be like, nice dude. work on the meat today. And yeah. you also salad. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but that, that is not, um, that's not most, most people. And I think it's hard to know, is that about barbecue or is that about like, you know, how the world sort of can work in general or even just restaurants, right? Where like that person who's like that, you know, the in charge or the name brand or whomever, you know, it's, it's, it's not like no one is an island and, and there's always a lot of folks working pretty hard to make anything happen in any kind of restaurant space. So, you know, who knows? It's, it's, it is cool though to be like, you know what? Once we got that step under the smoker, I can totally open it and close it all by myself, y'all. Game changer. Yeah, Game yeah. Changer. You know, you find some workarounds, and then it's cool. It's cool. You gotta. Th there's people whose pits you almost have to like lift weights before you can work there. And and you know, um, we've been asked if we wanted to put, you know, like counter counterweights on it to help, and we've all decided that no, we'll just we'll just get by. But yeah, Katie Rose and I. Um, that good upper body. Yeah, my arms day is pretty much moment. Friday or Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> There's that moment on Sunday afternoon where you get to that point where you're like, oh gosh, am, am I, I going to make it? Am I going to make all it? All the way up. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, um, we're getting stronger. It's getting easier. Mm -hmm. getting, getting stronger, stronger all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but the step really did help. On the, the, um, the pit that Dennis made is, is on a trailer, and, um, and it's just a little bit taller. Than Max Pit. So um, the first couple of times I tried to open it, it really was like I had to hop to get it, to grab the bar to close the doors. So yeah, when they put the step underneath there, um, it was like, okay, now this is totally manageable. I can do, I can do this all day now. So maybe not as funny to watch from a distance. But, um, I always imagine that watching one of us climb onto the step is pretty funny, though. I even use the step now. Yep. It's like I, I even like it. Step is exercise too, right? Wasn't that like remember step aerobics? That's yeah, like right. that was cool. Step yeah. At uh, whenever I run into Arnis in one of his pits, I always remember he's gigantic and he builds his pits, so he builds like, them for a gigantic for person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll go to open it and look, and I'm like almost get like taken out. Yeah. The, <laughs> I gotta let go of the door and just let it finish opening because it. And it, it was funny because it at Red Dirt there's a bunch of guys that were much shorter than me and Arnis that were like, how do you even work this thing? Like they, they couldn't even reach the back of the pit, let alone open the door. That's awesome. Yeah, we're really lucky Mark's got that reach. You can get in there. <laughs> so the last thing I ask anyone who's on the show is, you know, the, the barbecue world is exploding. Everyone's getting into it from the backyard cook to people trying to open restaurants just like you. You know, there might be three people sitting in a backyard 
trying to open their own place and listening to, to y'all for inspiration. So what, what's your message to the, the enthusiasts, the barbecue nerds out there? Um, it's just, it's, it's the simplest and most difficult thing that I've ever done. And I came in to it thinking I had a pretty good handle on it. And then like six months in, I was like, all right, I think I'm starting to understand now. And then like a year in, I'm like, oh man, I think I'm really starting to kind of understand now. <laughs> and just, just know that it, it, it is, it is ever changing and it's hard work. And if, if you think you kind of know everything about it, clear that like out of your mind and just know that everything, you know, from your backyard, like that's where I started, you know, my little smoker in the backyard and, you know, it was pretty contained and, you know, I would, I would cook barbecue on a nice day. And, um, and, but yeah, when you, when you're trying to maintain a weekly schedule and you're battling the conditions and, and, you know, if you're working those crazy, you know, 15, 16, 18 hour days that everybody, everybody does. Cause that's, if you're making, if you're doing the best you can, you're working long hours and, um, just be prepared to always have to learn, you know, it's, it's a learning process up to right now, you know, every day is different and there's curveballs and but also it's totally I think, like you can, you, you can learn from doing it and you can also learn from like the, like the family. One of the things I think is really beautiful, because we've, we've worked in a handful of different kinds of restaurants, um, and barbecue is the only one where, like, it, it's such a family vibe. And if you're, if you're on your grind and you're hustling and you're doing the best you can do, people are going to rally around you, and they're going to lift you up, and they're going to... they're awesome. gonna I've never, yeah, never experienced they're gonna be so anything supportive of you. like the barbecue family. And if, you, and if you step out of line and you act a fool a little bit, they'll be pretty quick to check you, but it's, <laughs> um, but it's really beautiful, I think, in a way that other restaurants are... Um, are not able to do that. There's such a connection because it's such hard work, and the understanding of like the effort of it, and the and the methods behind it, and the and the I don't know, just all of it. It's it's got such a cool it's got such a cool connected sort of community family vibe. I I really dig it, and I think as like a new restaurant, it's important to like take advantage of that and to reach out and to like connect with people and to like ask questions and be excited about it and. Yeah. And don't get fooled by uh, Instagram posts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, barbecue Instagram is insane. You know, people are posting these beautiful pictures, and and uh, it's awesome. The Instagram family is amazing, and I, you know, I feel like I'm good friends. You know, like we've been we've talked several times, and you know, yeah. this is the first time we've ever met, and uh, it's great. But no, definitely like the barbecue Instagram is like makes it look like oh man, it's, it's so glamorous, so awesome, so it's glamorous. So awesome. Yeah. Oh, like, if you knew how greasy it like, was, you would not think yeah, it was like glamorous. The yeah. greasy, bleary-eyed guy who's taking that photo to yeah. make it. He's worked yeah. all day, and it, it has been hard work. So it's crazy. It's yeah, the hardest. Oh yeah. Thing. Also, jokes all day. Work, I feel like that's important advice. Hey, that is a good jokes. Yeah, keep it, advice. keep it really jokes light. Jokes are good advice. Make yeah. lots of jokes. Keep it light. Um, Have a nice time. Try to do your best. You know. That's it. I think everyone who cooks barbecue does it because they love it, and I think that's why it's the great equalizer. Is no one really hates barbecue. There's no one who's like, that's stupid. You couldn't, that's you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't do you, if you didn't if you didn't think that it was like the dream. You couldn't you couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, there you would be other ways you'd spend that sixteen hours or it whatever, would crush right? It. It, would, it would absolutely crush it. Yeah, you gotta love you, you gotta love, love it. it. Yeah. But then you see the people with the brisket grease on their face, and it makes you happy. 
Totally. I have to take all my equipment. Like every time I come back from a trip, I just mm-hmm. simple green everything yeah, right. and Windex <laughs> and everything's covered in grease. Yeah, and my phone case is just like always covered in grease. Yeah, man. Yeah. Smell, like, smell like smoke and covered in grease. But it's great. Your skin's healthier and it, like, it's good to have a little grease in your life. Yeah, a little man. tallow. A little tallow. Well, thank you all. Thank you for the delicious Absolutely, meal man. yesterday. Absolutely and I, our pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, I appreciate you guys, you know, daring enough to create something really in its own town on the island of Marfa. That's it, man. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was hoping when I came that you'd be like serving out of a cube, but I guess, uh, <laughs> you know, Donald Judd doesn't have to have every influence here. No, we're trying to, we're trying to do our own thing out here. We're trying to become a, a barbecue destination inside of an art destination, you know? Yeah. Well, it's all art in my eyes. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Thank you. Well, thank you. Absolutely.